Okay, good evening. Uh, we started last night, we discussed a tshuva that Rav Moshe Feinstein about inviting somebody to your house for Shabbos if, uh, if you know they're probably going to drive, and we discussed his pretty strong opposition to it, but we, we also discussed how there are some uh, other poskim who are more lenient in certain circumstances. Tonight's tshuva, also in the first volume of Igros Moshe, was uh, written in 1953 in response to a question posed by the famous Rabbi Tights of Elizabeth, New Jersey. A legendary rabbi, Rabbi Tights, and Elizabeth after Moshe Feinstein in 1953, he says, what is the halacha about a blind person bringing, bringing his seeing eye dog into shul? Is there a problem with that? Apparently, I didn't realize this, but the, the modern seeing eye dog is a fairly uh, modern um, uh, arrangement that only started in the 20s. And so this was a fairly, a fairly new, new shayla. So the question was, can you um, have a seeing eye dog in shul? So the basis of the question, of course, is that if the person can't bring a seeing eye dog in shul, the assumption is that he won't ever be able to daven with a minion, and he'll, he'll miss uh, Torah reading, and he'll miss, uh, he'll miss everything. So to answer, if Moshe starts off by quoting a passage in the Gemara, the Talmud Yerushalmi, in Megillah, uh, brings a, an incident where it's talking about how for, for, the, for Torah scholars, they're allowed to view shoals as if it's their home, essentially. They can eat there, they can sleep there if necessary. That's, that's really where they position themselves. And so Rav Imi in the Gemara there says that he instructed the students that if somebody were to come, a Torah scholar were to come um, one night and need a place to sleep, so they should provide a place for him to sleep, and also they should provide a place for his donkeys inside of the shoal or inside of the base medrash, for, for the donkey as well. So it seems, it seems that the same category of eating and drinking would also be bringing an animal into a, into a shoal. And this, uh, this heter to allow eating and drinking in a shoal is, even mu- is, is way more lenient outside of the land of Israel for various reasons I'm not going to, go, going to get into right now, but outside of Eretz Israel, even for any kind of, uh, of any, any extenuating need, one would be allowed to eat and drink, even if it's not necessarily a Torah scholar. So certainly, if you're allowed to do that, then there's no greater shasad chak, says Rav Moshe. He says there's no greater extenuating circumstance than a blind person who otherwise won't be able to join in a minion for, for, at, at all. And therefore, um, a blind person would be allowed to come, and he won't have to suffer through the, the anguish of not being able to participate in a minion, and not being able to participate in davening on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And he says, in many ways, actually, the case of a seeing eye dog is, 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 is actually more of a lenient case than the case in, with Ravimi, than the case of the donkey in the, um, while they're sleeping overnight, because here it's actually for the, it's a tzorech tefillah. It is necessary for somebody in the community to actually daven. The dog needs to be there, whereas the other case is just for this individual to sleep overnight. And so he says it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a, uh, a shasat chak. And what's interesting is that he says that not only is this, uh, this source that we quoted is from the Yerushalmi, he says, I believe, he says, perhaps there's actually a source in the Bavli as well. A bit of a stretch, he admits, but um, perhaps there's a source in the Bavli that allows for an animal to be in a shul and for, for a purpose. And that is, the Gemara says that we know that, that Abaye, the great Amora Abaye, so he was an orphan. And, uh, and he was raised by his aunt and uncle. His uncle was his, his Rebbe, Rabbah. Rabbi Barnachmani and his uncle and his aunt, uh, he, he, he said that his aunt, when he was very young, trained a, uh, a lamb or a sheep to follow him around. That's what, they, that's, that was the, that's what happened. 
And so, so this sheep used to follow him around. So Rav Moshe says, we know Abaye was a, was a, was, was a very uh, dedicated uh, Torah scholar from a very young age. So clearly, if the sheep would follow him around, then it was obviously following him into the base Medrash as well. And it wasn't a problem, right? He says, perhaps there's also a source from the Talmud Babli, from the Babylonian Talmud as well, not just from the Yerushalmi. That's what he says. So this is, this is Rav Moshe's position. He does say, if, if at all possible, to be near the doorway so that the animal doesn't interfere with other people davening. Um, that's his position. There are others... However, who say that uh, there are there are other contemporary poskim who are less enthusiastic than Rav Moshe is about this. Uh, one of them, uh, in his chupas, he asks, what, I don't understand, why can't a person actually take care of this blind individual in the shul? Why does it need to be the animal? Why can't they leave the, the dog outside and then just have somebody else in the shul help him in the shul? And therefore he's not as, as excited about it, but Rav Moshe doesn't bring that up as an option. He's assuming that the only way this person will come to shul is if his, uh, his guide dog is with him. And so he permits it.